Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Angry Nerds just me and Kate for now, but uh, I have it on good authority that Lee and Spark will be joining us soon. But how's it going, Kate? It's good. Um, two angry nerds, but I'm not angry, so just... No, I'm like, I don't have that much to be angry about these days. I'm pretty good. Like... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good. I... Came back from Toronto. Pretty sure I got, like, I got super sick. Oh, I think so. they, call it, they call that COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I had, like, a fever. I couldn't, like, speak for five days. Oh, my God. Completely lost my voice, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm okay now. Survived. Like, Kate, you got to tell us this very important thing we need to know. And you're, like, trying to talk, but you just can't. You're like, ah. um yeah yeah i had a close call with covid over the holidays where like we got like a text from a family member they're like i had covid you were all very close to me so you have to get tested i was like no but luckily i tested negative so it was fine but there was like a few days there where i was like oh gosh did i get it did i finally you know i've had a pretty good streak so far with covid i haven't had it at all but I was like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is me breaking that streak and finally getting it. But that was fine. Oh, lucky you. I know. Not look at look at me not getting COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about the nerdy news and all that stuff that matters. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Three Greeners Network, including Three Angry Gamers Treble, the horror movie podcast. The Friday Night Dinner Podcast, Nerds and Love, Spoiler Cast, and First Friday. Okay, let's go on with the news. Um, Werewolf by Night uh, is a new Disney Plus, Marvel. I don't know if it's just going to be like a movie or a limited series, but it's going to be like a Halloween special. And so it's going to be particularly spooky compared to other Marvel stuff. Uh, and it adds the Never star, Laura Donnelly. Have you ever heard of who that is? No. Me neither. Who is that? <laughs> Let me Google Laura Donnelly and we'll see. Uh, well, she's 40 years old. 
she was born in Belfast, United Kingdom, and uh, she has been in a whole lot of stuff I've never heard of before, such as The <laughs> Nevers, Outlander, The Fall, and the 73rd Annual Tony Awards. Okay. So, so basically, she's an unknown. Nobody knows who she is. I mean, I guess unless you watched The Nevers or whatever else she was in. I've never heard of the Nevers. Perhaps I am not up to date with the recent popular. I don't know. The show just sounds incredibly stupid. Just from the the synopsis I'm reading, it says an epic tale following a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. Huh. like a gang of women what okay so anyways good for her good for her joining the marvel universe i'm sure this will be the most popular thing she's ever been in so no don't say that <laughs> she peaked with marvel oh sparks here how's it going sparks i'm good how are you guys I'm doing all right we we're just talking about this random actress that they added to Werewolf by Night, and uh, she hasn't been in much. Her name's Laura Donnelly. The most famous thing she's been in is the show called The Nevers. Never heard of it. Yeah, I think that you and the rest of the world. <laughs> but uh, good for her. Good for her getting this. Um, uh, we got a well rumor saying when the all the new. Disney Plus Marvel series are coming. Apparently, Moon Knight's coming March 30th, so in just under a month and a half from now. Uh, There is an update to this because this came out through the various leakers and scoopers, and then uh, they came out and confirmed that a trailer's coming on Monday, so I'm guessing the trailer will have that release date in there as well. Uh, and then also, too, apparently we're getting She-Hulk in May and Miss Marvel in either August or September. So gives you a kind of a rough time frame for when we'll get those shows. Um, yeah. Spark, you excited for these? I know you've been less so enthusiastic about some of these uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows. Yeah, I mean, not really. You know, we'll uh, let me see a trailer because... Uh, it, it, admittedly, I, I quite enjoyed Loki, uh, and WandaVision was decent. Other than that, you know, they haven't they haven't really gotten me the way that Jessica Jones or uh, Daredevil did. So, eventually, you know, you, you, you throw enough pitches, you're going to get a strikeout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, there was like a little teaser they put out for... Uh, the Moon Knight trailer. It was like one of those stupid teasers where it's like just a bunch of quick clips together. But, I mean, it looks a little bit better than some of these other shows. I'm I'm like, is this just me just wanting to be optimistic at this point because I just want one of these shows to be good? Or is it because the show's actually good? But, we'll see. Oh, The Amazing Lee's with us as well. How's it going, Lee? Oh, he's muted himself. <laughs> he's just like secretly just cussing us under his breath so, just kidding um uh well 
there's a rumor that we're getting a Bo-Katan series coming to Disney+. Plus. Bo-Katan, big character in The Mandalorian Season 2. Apparently she's getting her own show. Everybody's getting their own show. Kira, Bo-Katan. Hell, even I'll get my own Disney Plus Star Wars show after a while, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it'll just be called Kurt. It'll just be me walking around all the Star Wars universe just being like, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> um yeah so i don't know people are i i saw this online the reaction of people saying like there's just way too many spin-offs of the star wars shows right now and i'm like i don't disagree with that there is a lot of them and i don't know at what point people are going to stop caring but i think this might be the start of the breaking point where people just stop caring as much about some of these shows but we'll see I know neither of you are the biggest Star Wars fans, and Lee is muted, so we can't hear what he thinks, but, you know. <laughs> I sure. didn't even realize I was muted. I was talking this whole time. <laughs> I like this story. This is yes. great. Uh, I was like, well, this is a Star Wars thing. This is Lee's jam, and he's muted himself, so just fantastic. So, yeah, I, know, I, I did it out of, out of love for you guys. So, Lee, what do you think of uh, the Bo-Katan <laughs> series now that you're not muted? Um, so, I I think you're right. There's like I think there's way too many series. I have a feeling what this is is when we hear like it's a rumor that they're just kind of pitching ideas because they're like, okay, the whole you know Rangers of the Republic thing that didn't work out because the lead actress was a crazy person. Um, so like, let's see what else we can come up with. Yeah. Uh, if they if it does get greenlit, cool. I guess I don't know. I was, I know there are fans of that character, um, just from like the Clone Wars and stuff like that. I I haven't really seen Clone Wars very much. Mm -hmm. I know that's I'm probably gonna get canceled now because all the Star Wars fans are hating me. But um, yeah, exactly. But um, I don't know. I I wasn't a huge fan of her character in in Mandalorian. Mm. Um, and that's not to say anything against Kitty Stackow. I think she's like a great actress, but I don't know. Just something about that character just annoyed me. You know, I'm not too into this idea of spitting off every single goddamn character from the Mandalorian, but where the fuck is the Bill Burr spinoff? That's the one I would actually watch. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just him just going around, just losing his shit and shooting people. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny because I was reading comments on, like, articles about this, and it seems like 50-50. Like, people are either like, Boke John's getting a series, let me go jerk off in private, and then other people are like, yeah, this is fucking way too much. I don't need this right now. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. This is just too much. It's excessive. It's it's too much. And I agree. I don't even, I even like her, that character, that much. But I also feel like there's just so many characters in that season that, like, she didn't get too much time to do much of anything but mm -hmm. yeah it is. yeah i've actually heard that as a, as a big negative towards season two of that show was that it a lot of people felt like it was just oh hey like let's have a cameo from like a different series yeah. like every episode and yeah i i can kind of agree with that anyways uh the bob's burgers movie we got a trailer for that and it, it just looks like fun because I watched that show and part of me is like, 
is a movie even gonna work? Like, or do people want to sit and watch a Bob's Burgers movie? And I think the answer is probably a yes. The trailer looks like fun. Anybody <laughs> else watch the trailer? I didn't see it. No. I mean, we're also supposedly getting a new Beavis and Butthead movie this year, so it's the year for animated movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looks fun. It's all the characters, and they bring in a lot of the side characters and a lot of the little gags from throughout the show. So, looks like fun. That's coming. Oh gosh, don't make me look this up. Probably May. I'm gonna guess. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess May. Let me take a look here. Yeah, I mean that's kind. Of, that's cool. I always thought Bob's Burgers was one of those more like underrated. Uh, I don't want to call it like adult cartoons, but like. Kind of. Yeah. The trailer was uh, pretty funny because it starts with like burger, like just a montage of footage of people making burgers, but in live action. And you're like, where the fuck is this going? This is great. Uh, May 27th, 2022. That is kind of random. <laughs> and uh, who knows? It might just go to Disney Plus instead. That That's a reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just reminds me. Have you ever seen the? Um, I think it was Archer Bob's Burgers crossover. Oh yeah, that was great because uh, the lead actor in both is the same person. So mm-hmm. the H. John Benjamin. Uh, all right. Well, you know the world's been cruel to us. It killed Bob Saget, but you know what? It's being even weirder. To us and crueler. Tim Allen will reprise his role as Scott Calvin, also known as Santa from the hit Walt Disney Pictures holiday franchise, The Santa Claus, and a limited series coming to Disney Plus. Uh <laughs> this is uh I don't know who who asked for this? Who who needs this in their life? I I I don't know. Isn't he like an anti masker or something? Like uh, I don't know if he's anti-masker, but I know he's he's definitely more on the conservative side nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, he seems like he's not an anti-vaxxer. I would have assumed he was, but... <laughs> Good on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for doing the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, for not being an awful human being. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Uh, I watched the first movie. I think I also watched the third movie once, and I never watched it again. Uh, but the first movie's fun. Can we bring back Judge Reinhold? Because he was in the first movie. We should bring him back. He's still Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. Uh, I think he just kind of quietly retired from acting. I know he got arrested for something. And then he did once promote one of our movie commentaries. <laughs> there you go. Friend, friend of the podcast, Judge Reinhold. Friend of the podcast, Judge Reinhold, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you get to see, see him as Santa Claus again, although I guess they won't have to do much makeup this time because he kind of looks just like Santa Claus. Just put a beard on yeah. him, be fine. What was his kid, his son in the first movie? Was it Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No. They were together in Tool Time, but his... I don't remember who his son was in that, that movie. I wonder if they could bring that guy back. 
I'm going to find out if he's dead or not so they could bring him back. <laughs> oh, you got to bring back Bernard the Elf, too, even though now he will just be, like, fucking old and, like, get him, like, chain smoking and shit. Uh... <laughs> The uh, actress who played the kid is Eric Lloyd. And uh, looks like he's still relatively active. I mean, the last movie he was in was in 2020. Comic Conventions. Well, it's a TV series. but So yeah. he's still relatively active. He was also in The Santa Claus 2. So <laughs> he's invested in the franchise, I guess. Uh. Huh. So, yeah. Can't wait for that hit franchise to return. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home director John Watts to produce Final Destination Destination 6 sorry, for HBO Max. And then uh, Variety also said that Fantastic Four, the reboot for the MCU, will be his next movie after this. So, yeah. Final Destination 6. I didn't, never realized that dude was a big fan of that franchise, but... There you go. He put out a press release, and he's like, I love this franchise. Can't wait to make a new one. And I'm like, okay. All right, then. Yeah. I'm guessing he won't direct it. I'm guessing he probably just is going to produce it, because he's probably pretty busy right now with Fantastic Four. So can't imagine he's got the time to direct a fan or a Final Destination movie. So, But still, <laughs> cool. Um, um. Oh, go ahead, Spark. Oh no! I just I, I like the series. I don't remember which which one is which at this point. I just remember the deaths. But happy to see it coming back. Mm-hmm. I think there was like one where it showed all the deaths, but like not. It showed it through like, uh, you saw like the bones breaking, but it was like a quick little montage at the end. It was just terrible. I'm trying to remember, I think it might have been the fourth one, but. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will always be traumatized by the. Uh, I think it's the second one is when they have the giant car crash. Oh yeah, the second one's pretty good. Yeah, I, every time I I drive behind like a big truck or like something that's not tied down properly, I uh, I have flashbacks to that movie. Do you yeah. just like keep your three car lengths distance? You're like, eh, <laughs> I don't want to get too close to him. Uh, we got our first look at Batgirl. Uh, and the internet took this really well. I mean, there was no complaints about her suit whatsoever. <laughs> uh, kidding. Everyone is being annoyed and obnoxious about it. I think it's fine. I, I mean, it's, it, it looks a little cheap if I'm being honest, but I think maybe they're going for like, it's a homemade costume. So maybe that's what the, it's meant to look like. I don't know. Hmm. Spark, what do you think of this I, suit? Um, <clears throat> whatever, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, I know some people like, show me a trailer, dude. I don't care what her suit looks like. I mean, like, when they first put out a picture of Robert Pattinson, people were like, what is this crap? And it's like, dude, just show me a trailer. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care what the costume. I have no emotional attachment to Batgirl whatsoever. So they could put her in an orange jumpsuit for all I care. Like, will they make it a good movie? Is is uh just give it to me. I mean, we never got Wolverine's OG costume that everyone asked, but Logan was still a fantastic movie. So not go. that I'm comparing Batgirl to Love. I'm just saying, like, 
the costume isn't necessarily what makes the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. hundred percent. Cool. Uh, Jeremy Iron says that he hasn't seen the Snyder Cut, but that it can't be much worse than the original. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Dang, Dang, Jeremy. Bro, shade, bro. Love it. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's he's absolutely right. It can't be much worse than the original. Uh, yeah, I just find he said something too, like how he's got a DVD at his home or something. He just hasn't watched it yet. I just love that Jeremy Irons is so like just of a vibe that like he probably doesn't have a Blu-ray player. He probably doesn't even stream. He just uses DVDs. It's just still vibing to that. Um, pig director Michael Cernoski will helm the next installment of the Quiet Place franchise for Paramount. So, huh. Yeah. Pig was okay, pretty good. Then. Yeah. And I mean, visually it looked a lot similar to what we got with the Quiet Place. Like very much like muted earthly tones and stuff. So, I mean, visually it's not that much of a stretch. Okay. Yeah, the first Quiet Place was good. The second one, overall, was solid. Had its moments. Sure. Yeah, I'm just like wondering where they'll take the sequel. I mean, uh, spoilers a little bit for Quiet Place Part Two, but like at the end, the chick takes her little hearing aid to the radio station, and you know, can seemingly beat the alien. So now I'm like, now what? Now what do you do? Yeah. More aliens. Yeah, more aliens. Think, Maybe the aliens adapt. That, that, yeah. that would be really funny. Is that they're like, we can, we can finally beat the aliens. And like within five minutes, they're like, they just kind of like creak their head a little bit. They're like, yeah, we're fine. That was not a big deal. <laughs> uh, Jason Blum teases something is stirred in regards to Happy Death Day for 3. Thank goodness. Because Happy Death Day is just a whole lot of fun. And are you, Wait, are you being sarcastic? You didn't like it? Oh, I loved it. Oh, I couldn't tell from your voice. I thought oh, it was no. great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the first one, the first one's good, but it's not great. And then the second one just gets so weird that I, I love it because it just goes full tilt. It's like the Back to the Future 2 of that franchise where it's just like, we're going weird with this. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. where do they go? Third one. But we'll see. We'll see. Although, when he says something is stirring, it does get me a little concerned that, like, they might turn it into a series, which I don't want. I don't know if I want a series of, like, uh, what was that Quantum Leap show? God, I could totally see them doing, like, Quantum Leap type show with the tree just going around different realities or something. I don't want that. Give me a movie. Uh, Gareth Evans teaming with Michael Bay and Patrick Hughes to reboot The Raid. Because I totally forgot The Raid was a thing, but when those movies came out, I was generally on board with them. Yeah, why would they reboot them? Like, what's wrong with the original Raid? I don't know. Maybe are they going to make them English language? Because, you know, if a movie's got subtitles, Lee, some people just won't watch them. <laughs> uh, I guess. That's just rude. Yeah. I just want someone to like be like the raid sounds like such a great movie. They put it on. There's like some dollars. Like yeah, fuck this. I'm not watching this. Um, <sighs> I mean Michael Bay. So that's that's something. Maybe there'll be more explosions in this one. 
maybe. You're, you're probably not wrong, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. And uh, they might cast The Rock in this one for some reason, because why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just throwing out terrible ideas while, I, while I'm at it. So feel free to take those uh, Gareth Edwins or Gareth Evans and Michael Bay and, you know, make a terrible movie out of it. Uh, and then finally, Storm recast as Riley in The Last of the Series. Riley is a pretty big character in Ellie's storyline in The Last of Us. So. Mm-hmm. Especially that bonus, uh, that, that bonus game. Things get pretty uh, romantic. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm not surprised that they're bringing her in, but I think that's good. They'll, like, flesh her story out. I just wonder how they're going to handle that. If they're going to, like, maybe sprinkle in some flashbacks or maybe just have, like, a dedicated episode showing that history. But, uh, yeah, either way, I'm bored for that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's it for news. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and review Scream because that's pretty much the only movie that's out right now. Back in a bit. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. And we're back. Uh, again, there's not much to review right now because movie theaters are potentially going to close down again. I don't want to say that because I don't want to put those vibes out, but it could happen. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Scream. Spark, I know you also saw Scream. Yes. The Screams. Uh, what did you think of Scream? I enjoyed it. Um, the uh, To be fair, I've only seen Scream 1 and 2. And then I watched like recaps of three and four to try and like catch up with that. Um, so I'm not the biggest Scream fan, though everybody liked the first one mostly. Um, as far as the reveal, uh, <laughs> one of the people that saw it at the same time I did texted me about like what's physically possible and what's likely, and I uh, let them know that you know you 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 have to adapt to the times and what. Hollywood thinks the audience wants, or at least a certain small portion of the audience wants, and, and give it to them. So that's all I'll say about that. But I think in general, they did a good job, and I was half right. In terms of who the killer was? Yes. Yeah. I uh, I was definitely wrong. I mean, uh, they, they make... There was like this... There's a line at the beginning of the movie. It's not really a spoiler, but they're like, oh, Billy Loomis uh, killed all those people. And then, like, somebody snaps and they're like, it's Stu, too. And I'm like, oh, what if it's Stu? What if they somehow (laughs) he survived and he comes back and, like, he's just, like, maybe got released from prison or escaped or something. Like, I kept running with that theory. And here's the thing. It kept, like, seemingly kind of, like, I kept thinking that because they're like, 
oh, well, you know, there's people who are here who are relatives from people from the first movie. I'm not going to get into specifics, but there are. And I kept thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe it's Stu or, like, a relative of Stu. And then the direction they took was definitely not what I expected, but I wasn't, like, overly upset either. I'm like, okay, there's there's some truth to this uh, and what they were saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this movie. Uh, it's... Had, it had a lot of references to Friday the 13th, so check mark on that. And uh, there was a there was an Orville Peck song in there. That's just my vibe right there. And then there was a lot of slasher movie riffs. They also like put in a lot of new rules too, which I thought was great. Like, you know, it would have been like really easy for them to come in and just like follow the rules from the first movie or whatever. But they put in a lot of new rules too, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. Uh, I do think with the killer reveal, like, as much as I was like, I think I know this, and it wasn't what I thought, even so, I was maybe thinking there was going to be a little bit more. Like, I kept thinking, like, there was just going to be one more thing that they kind of, like, reveal, and they didn't really. But I don't know if that's the movie's fault or it was just more of my expectations, but, uh, eh. Uh, yeah, and the movie does have a lot to say on, like, the horror movie, like, genre. Uh, I think, like, this might be just as clever and well-written as, like, anything uh, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson did with, like, the first couple Scream movies. Um, there's a lot of clever twists, and I think, like, even if you know the tropes, it works pretty well. But also, too, there was, like, some stuff that, like, it wasn't necessarily them directly addressing the trope, but they were kind of, like, subtly undermining things. I think in particular, like... Um, this is a bit of like a mild spoiler, very mild, uh, but like the uh, character that you get at the beginning of the movie, because like these movies always have like someone in the beginning who gets killed off and then that's kind of what starts off the movie. In this one, like the girl gets attacked, but she lives and it's like just a subtle, very like way of them undermining what you're expecting from these movies, which I thought was really brilliant. Um yeah, performances were all great. The kills were a lot of fun. Yeah. There was, like, a, a really distracting content creator cameo in this that was, like, eh. I didn't need that in this because it was just, like, I don't know. This person, even in their YouTube videos, they're, like, so loud and kind of a little obnoxious to listen to. And when they uh, popped up in this, I was just like, eh. Just, just cut it out. <laughs> just take it out. I don't need it. But, I mean... I don't know. I still give Scream a 9 out of 10. I, it's like, we're starting off the year well. We're, we're feasting movie-wise, even if there's not much out there. At least it's been decent so far. Which is funny, because normally January is like the dumping ground for awful movies, and instead yes. it's just like Scream's pretty solid, and there's maybe not much else, but hey, at least I'd rather have one great movie rather than a bunch of bad movies like the 355 or whatever it was I reviewed last week, so... I didn't see the uh, content creator, or, or maybe I don't know who they are. Okay. I, I think if you don't know who that person is, it, yeah, it would go right over your head, and you probably wouldn't be annoyed by it. But um, there was they were watching like a video on YouTube about the Stab movies, and um, yes. y yeah, it's that uh, the YouTube channel is called Dead Meat. They, they produce stuff. And, um, oh. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, oh. it, it just like it was just one of those things where I was just kind of rolling my eyes a little bit. I'm like, I didn't need this in this movie. Like, 
I guess they're probably addressing, like, yeah, there's a bunch of YouTube channels nowadays dedicated to horror and stuff like that. Like, that's cool, but I just didn't need that. And particularly not that channel in particular, but eh. I'm really nitpicking because I had to find something to complain about this movie because otherwise it would just be like, I love this movie. Because I thought it was just really well done, but yeah. Okay. What would you give it a score? Uh, Probably an eight. Um, I, I was annoyed, like, speaking of, like, nitpicking, I felt like just too many people survived mm, for this, yeah. um, like, a weird amount. And, like, that doesn't really fit this genre uh, or this franchise. So um, it just, I, it annoyed me because I felt like they were, like, obvious, like, too obviously, like, planning on the next one. And I'm like, let's just, like, wrap this one up first. Um, but yeah, I would give it an eight, 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 eight and uh, a half. Uh, like you said, the kills. And I also, Nev Campbell looks, looks great still. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to her team, herself, her nutritionist, whatever she's got going on. Um, especially next to David and Courtney, like it was a huge difference. Oh. And, uh, I know that they kind of obviously played David kind of being down in the dumps up, but just whatever she has going on, we need to bottle it and sell it because she looks great. I mean, compared to Courtney Arquette or whatever her name is, like who looked more like um, uh, that uh, Kylie or not the Jenner. Who's the the Jenner father that turned? Oh, oh, what's why am I forgetting this person's name? I want to say I know it's Bruce Jenner, but I know that's not what they go by now. No, 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 no. She's uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. There it is. Yeah. Holy crap! I couldn't think of a name. Yeah, like she looks more like Caitlyn Jenner than anything else, and I'm like, okay, like I know she just has like a ton of uh, work done on her face, and it was kind of distracting. I'm like, you were not like bad looking at all. I don't know why you did this to yourself, but yeah. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to that length, but it, it it was jarring somewhat to to see it. So yes, I uh, whatever. I'm. I I. You know, if if she's happy, then that's really what what matters. But just watching the movie, especially with them being right next to each other, it was something that became like increasingly obvious. But yeah. uh, shout out to Nev. Yeah, Nev was that was great, and like even all, all the new cast were pretty good too. Um, Jack Wade, who was in The Boys, he was really good at this, actually. Yeah. Like, he... I, I, I liked him in The Boys, but, like, I don't know. When I saw him in this, I'm like, really? Him? But then when I watched it, I was like, oh, actually, like, he was such a great fit. He's kind of the same dude in The boy. Like, he's, like, pu- he's like puppy-dogging this, like, girl who's, like, in charge of the situation. He's kind of, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> in the... So it's like, all right, we're, we're, we're doing this again, but he does it well. Like, what do you yeah. want? Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, yeah. Go see it. Go watch it. It's, well, it's probably like one of the only movies you can go see in theaters right now. So go watch it. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you want to go watch No Way Home for like a fifth time. Uh, anyways. Uh, cool. Well, let's take one last quick break and then we're going to come back and talk. Well, we got two recaps, one for Book of Boba Fett, one for Peacemaker, and then 
we've got our movie club this week, which is Love and Monsters. Back in a bit. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creatingregards so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? And we're back. Uh, let's talk first about the book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett's back, baby. And everyone, <gasps> everyone cares. <laughs> This is the, I think this is the episode that, from what I've seen online, most fans are realizing this is not a good show. Yeah, which is funny because I actually thought this was probably the best episode so far. Not to say it's like a great episode, but I thought it was probably the strongest one so far. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe, maybe it's like one of those, like, you know, when someone's held hostage for a while and eventually they just start sympathizing with their captors. I wonder mm -hmm. if that's like the situation right now, but I was possibly I was kind of like this is not terrible it's still not good but I I was not hating on this as much as I did the first two episodes but yeah agreed I think the show has to really work hard to like make this all matter and I don't know if they can make it happen if I'm being realistic but yeah yeah, you weren't on last uh, last week to talk about the first two episodes, but like, what do you think of the show so far? Um, this show has no purpose to me. <laughs> like, I hate saying that because I know like hundreds of like I know thousands of people work on this. People are artistic and they're trying to do things, but like, and I love Star Wars, but this this show is just like I don't know what the point is. Yeah, like I really don't. Um, like there's things that I do like about it overall. Like I love, and this uh, this is gonna sound weird, but I think because I know you don't like the 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 Tuscan Raider stuff, right? Oh yeah, that was just like completely pointless. I love it. Was just, like, okay, so like that's the part of the show I like. Interesting. Where it's like if they had stayed with that, I would be all for it. But like him trying to be like a crime boss does not work for me. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, and then especially this episode, I'm just like, what are we doing? And then having the slowest high speed chase I've seen in a in a movie or TV in a long time uh, did not help that. Also, the cyborgs, quote unquote, looked so fucking stupid. Like, uh, yeah, one of my the, there's a lot of memes going around about people replacing the the chase music and that with uh, the Power Rangers theme, and it works out really well. Oh. <laughs> Like, they're supposed to be cyborgs, and they don't look like cyborgs at all. Whatever augmentation they put on them looked like the cheapest shit effects they could possibly get. Like, and uh, it just mm-hmm. looks awful. Yeah, I'm just... I don't. I just don't know, like, what this show is trying to do at all. Well, here's my... This is where I put on my tinfoil hat. This is where I start speculating. I think... What they're building up to is um, bringing back the chick from Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, mm. Game of Thrones chick, Kira. Uh, I think they're bringing her back because they've played her theme song. I actually saw this on Twitter. Somebody compared like the songs in Book of Boba Fett to her song from Solo, a Star Wars story, and it lines up pretty well. So... I think that's what they're building up to, but just how they're going about doing this is just so backwards and just convoluted that it's just kind of, it's stretching it out way too much. Like the Tusken Raider stuff. And then this episode, you find out that they killed the Tusken Raiders. Like, okay, cool. But does Boba Fett care about the Tusken Raiders that much that he's going to be like, I'm going to take vengeance on you. Like, eh. You could have done that a lot more efficiently. Like, I don't know. Like, it would have been cooler if, like, maybe he was, like, trying to get help and they they just, like, attacked him instead and that gave him a personal vendetta. Like, Mm -hmm. would have been a much more efficient way of handling that than this whole Tusken Raider subplot. Um, I mean, the coolest part about this episode had to have been the fight between uh, Boba Fett and Black Krastan Chan, whatever his name is. Um, which I thought the was Wookie. funny because they do the same fucking thing every episode where he goes into his fucking back to tank and then he's like, time for a flashback. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking back to tank flashbacks. And then this just like totally uprooted it with the the Wookiee ripping him out. And I was like, thank God somebody did what I wanted to do, which is fucking pull him out of that fucking back to tank. So I had a good yeah, laugh. But then, he, but then he got beat up by the, the discount Power Rangers. That was something. I, 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 the cyborgs were just really annoying in this. Again, there was some good. I like that we 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 addressed how awful the back to tank flashbacks were finally. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, they they do address that like the the huts are like yeah fine you can keep the Wookiee. Which then Boba Fett just releases him, which I was like, what's the point of that? This dude could like clearly kick ass for you and you need to mm-hmm. like assert some respect amongst the, the community. Just keep this guy as like your enforcer. Like makes sense to me. But he was just yeah. like you can go. <laughs> and that just <sighs> didn't that seem stupid? Like this guy could clearly be be helpful. Yeah, I'm just like I said. This whole show is just baffling to me. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I'm. It, it's interesting that they they brought in 
I guess we're we're doing spoilers, right? I don't have yeah. to. Yeah. Anyway, um, he gets a rancor at the end, mm. um, which I'm like, cool. That's that's nice. Honestly, was hoping that it would just have eaten uh, Danny Trejo right there. That would have been absolutely hilarious. Um, I actually was kind of expecting that a little bit of, of him like being like, oh, they're so docile if you know what you're doing and all this other stuff. I was hoping like as soon as they opened the eyes, he would have just eaten him. Um, but they did not do that. That uh, that Rancor, a bit of a cameo too, because in the Bad Batch, that same Rancor shows up. Uh, no, no, that's not the same Rancor from oh, Bad Batch. Awesome. No, in Bad Batch, that's the Rancor that Luke killed. Oh, okay. Stupid. Yeah, because Bad Batch takes place uh, before A New Hope. Okay, well, Twitter told me that, but these Twitter people on Twitter lied. are just fucking liars, pieces of shit. So, fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, the Huts are like, you think we're bad? There's someone way worse coming. Which again, probably Kira. Oh, I thought they meant the uh, the fish people. Well, the fish people, I think, are working for Kira. You mean the mm. people from the second episode that were on the train, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which somebody pointed out that they did show up in Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm. This is slowly starting to force me to rewatch that movie, and I'm not comfortable with that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to rewatch Solo. But I feel like I might, do it, uh, might have to at this point just because otherwise I might be missing out. That's pretty uh, funny. Yeah. I don't know. What would you give this episode a score of? Uh, I don't know. Six out of ten. Okay. I'm like I like I said. I'm very. I don't want to say I'm disappointed in this show because I really didn't have expectations, mm. but it, it it did not meet my non-existent expectations. <laughs> I I have a feeling like this is a lot of like the preamble and the build up, and then once we get to what they're building up to. It, I mean, I hope it's a good payoff because right now I'm like, you're fucking just wasting my time. But we'll see. I have, a, I want to be a little optimistic and say there's going to be a good payoff here. Like, I'm hoping there's some cool cameos and some cool reveals and good action. I mean, when I saw the Rancor this episode, my first thought was they're definitely building up to him riding the Rancor through Tatooine or whatever. Moss Eisley just like mm-hmm. fucking wrecking house. I'm like... That's what they're building up to. Fine, I'll be okay with that. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'll give it a seven out of ten. I'm feeling like this. I'm. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a new year, new me, or something. I don't know. I'm just. I, I didn't hate this episode nearly as much as the uh, last two, but it still has a lot of work before it starts getting to be mm-hmm. entertaining. So, cool. Uh, let's talk about Peacemaker. The first three episodes were dumped or dropped or whatever nomenclature you want to use onto HBO Max Crave here in Canada. Anybody get else get a chance to watch Peacemaker? I watched uh, the first episode. Okay, what you think? Yes. Um, I. So I think I like it. Yeah. I'm. I'm not ready to say I do. There's only one episode, right? And I know, and I know there's three. So I, but um, I, I know for a fact that I like the blonde lady, um, James Gunn's for now real girlfriend IRL. 
Uh, heck yeah, nepotism. Uh, I <laughs> do really like the idea that they took, that they were like, we're in this because of what we did before, and like this is a punishment, and like peacemakers, like I don't know the 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 bones of what they've set forth and which they're building on. I am into now. Let's see what they build. But um, I've seen a lot of talk about the intro video, and I or like the intro, and I agree it is like one of the more entertaining. I mean, not real competition, right? Because streaming for the most part, people skip the beginning, yeah. so people have stopped trying. But, I mean, it is it is a production in and of itself, and I will not skip it the next time if it's there. I'm going to watch it again because it was so fun. Um, but, like, that's what I'll say about that. I like the blonde, and uh, this looks like it could be good. Yeah. And funny enough, you mentioned the intro. James Gunn has said that it's going to get progressively sadder over time, which I'm like... I, I need to see how that about happens. Like, I'm like, how does it get sadder? Like, do they just kill off the old man in the corner or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have so many questions. Um, yeah, Lee, what did you think of Peacemaker so far? Um, yeah. So okay, so I watched the the three episodes that they that they dropped. I kind of binged it <laughs> a little bit. Oh, see, so did watch all three. I did. Yeah. Okay. And, and I completely get where Spark's coming from. Um, the first episode did not have me hooked, um, but I was, I think, hooked by the second. That's interesting um, that you say that because I I was on board with the first. I kind of lost a little bit of interest the second. The third got me back on board for me. Yeah, I, I, I think the third is better. Um, and really with the second, like, there is a – to me, it goes on a bit long. Yes. Um, with with all the what happens, I don't want to ruin it because, like I said, I don't want to ruin it for you, Spark. But um, it does go on, I think, a little too long with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I was entertained enough um, that it like it kept me going. Um, I'm trying to remember if uh, if it was Vigilante that shows up in the second or the third. I think it's, he showed up in the second. It's the second he shows up. He is in the um, third as well, but like he gets introduced in the second more or less. I I almost want to watch it just just for that character. Give me a vigilante series, and I know I yeah. just chat on fucking Star Wars for spitting off yeah. every single character, Damn. but I want vigilante. He's so hilarious. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. It it to me it reminds me of of a uh, of a, I guess it reminds me of Deadpool, but not in a self referential way. You know what? I'm funny. I was get like, did you ever watch the show The Tick? Yes. Yeah. He kind like of reminded me of the the sidekick from the Tick. Oh, the um, Arthur. Yeah. I don't, oh. Because like how him and and uh, Peacemaker kind of like Peacemaker's like definitely like just doesn't give a shit about him, <laughs> and he just like is like, oh, I'm here for you, man. Oh, yeah, he's like, I'm your best friend, and he's like, yeah. get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and even in the third episode, like, well, I guess it's not spoiler that like they're getting tortured and like uh vigilante's the one that's like hooked up to the electrical machine and then like peacemaker's like give it everything you got it's not even him hooked up to the machine he's just like <laughs> yeah i i couldn't stop laughing at that part <laughs> and he's, he's like, like well wait wait a minute why you tell him a little bit he's like no no we're not gonna do that um also, yeah i i will oh go ahead i also did like that the show has like no fucking problem showing him fucking a chick in like the first episode. And not only that, but
but then uses a sonic boom helmet to fucking turn her into like a pile of goop which was just utterly fantastic i was like yeah <sighs> hbo max baby this yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no that's, they're gonna that's let you true. do stuff like that when they're not gonna I, let you it's like i don't know maybe it's because i've been watching so many of these stupid disney plus shows and i say stupid even though like i'll do like some of them but like just they're all relatively the same and then to just see him having sex with a girl and killing her with a sonic boom was just like it was refreshing in a weird way i'm like i haven't seen this in a while i'm on board for this yeah um i was just gonna mention uh danielle brooks um she's the uh i think it's revealed she's the was it uh amanda waller's daughter oh yeah yeah i I liked her character i actually liked her character quite a bit yeah because she really has like no idea what she's doing which is kind of great like and i think she acts as a great audience analog for things to get explained. yes so yeah yeah uh i was trying to think anything else uh that's the uh that's the the bigger girl yeah yes yeah i like her too she uh it's weird to say she's the comic relief and something that's clearly so funny but like she so i mean i think she is the she's the grounded comedy in in mm-hmm. that so it's she's kind of the straight <laughs> compared yeah. to the nonsense, but like it it feels more real and and like so yeah I, I guess maybe me we gravitate towards her more because it's like wait no that's that's how an actual human being would behave mm-hmm. yeah um, uh, Robert I was Patrick. thinking there oh yeah I, I was just gonna mention uh, Spark there's a scene I think of the third episode with her that I I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I'm ex- I mean, I'm going to watch this X two. I just okay. haven't yet. I'm like super. <laughs> like I said, the show. I mean, you know. Yeah. No, and uh, yeah. Robert Patrick plays uh, his dad. Who? Oh yeah, crazy. Yes. Which I thought was uh, great. That character makes me very uncomfortable. I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> Yeah. I know, I know. Like, but yeah, I, correct. I, I think it's one of those things, though. Like, um, specifically, I think it's the second, second or third season, or that season. Sorry, episode. Um, there's a scene with him where they some you find out some more stuff with him, and I'm kind of like, I guess it's because of like real world events and how society is right now that like there are people like that, and I think that's what makes me yes. more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that oh, yeah, Kurt, go. I was going to say, he is actually a character from the comics. He was a white supremacist terrorist. Yeah, I guess, I mean, like, I, I didn't I didn't know if that was in the comics or not. That's why I didn't want to, like, bring it up. But, yeah, mm. I think it's just because of, like, because of there are, like, we've seen a rise in it in the last few years. Um, it's just, it seeing that on screen and how, like, his influence on some people, I'm kind of like, Jesus Christ, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm glad they show it in a negative light, but it just, I don't know. Yeah. The character itself. I'm like, I hope they don't like, because they, they do try to portray him as like helping his son and stuff like that. I don't know. It just, it just makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You were going to say something, Spurt? Oh, um, well, I like having only seen one. I was just more referencing, like, I haven't seen that guy in a while. Like, obviously, his biggest role is like Terminator 2, but, uh, or maybe I shouldn't say biggest, but certainly most recognizable. But, uh, I don't know you I kind of I just forget that like 
they're actors. Sometimes you like see someone for so long and something, and it's like, oh wait, no, this is a full human being that can like do other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's it's kind of um, like I like I saw Fred Savage and uh, uh, friends from college. It was the same thing where it's like, oh, I kind of forgot you're like a person. <laughs> so uh, yeah. anyway, it, it is it is unsettling to see him in in this in the way that he speaks and. Um, yeah, but I've only seen one, so like I, I'm in, I, I he's also a character for better or for worse, and I'm like I'm I'm gonna need to hear more from you, yeah. especially since there's such a heavy influence on on Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Uh. Well, Spark, what would you rate the first episode a score of? Um, I'll give it a seven. It is like like I said, it's got some good bones. Didn't blow me away. We'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah, Lee, what would you score the first three episodes? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with an eight. Um, just overall. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I would say I'd give like the second episode a seven, but the first two an eight. But I'll just say collectively an eight because mm-hmm. we'll just make it simple. But yeah. Go check out Peacemaker and maybe don't go watch uh, Book of Boba Fett. Or I don't know. Maybe Book of Boba Fett will get good eventually. (laughs) (laughs) One can hope. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about our movie club this week, which is Love and Monsters. It's a a love story with some monsters in it. It's literally in the title. Um, (laughs) Sparky chose this movie. Yes. What what is up with Love and Monsters? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you're an avid listener of this over the last year, you know I'm a I'm, I'm a big fan of romantic comedies, but I also like genre blending a whole bunch. That's I also suggested we do Warm Bodies, kind of the same thing. So anything like that, I don't need to watch a trailer. I'm gonna watch it for better or worse, and this was for better. Um, mm-hmm. I. Uh, I like I I don't want to I don't want to steal everyone's talking points, but I will say two things: the CGI in this is shockingly good. Yeah. Um, like I'm like, the first time I saw a monster, I was like, "How much did they spend on this movie?" And it wasn't a ton, so it's like, excuse me, how are these bigger anyway? Like, why does some of these bigger budget <laughs> fights look so bad when yeah. this? movie like that by itself earned it a watch in my book they knocked the cgi out the park um and uh i will say that the kind of end um end result was a bit like i don't know i think they played it a bit too cool for me when you realize the stakes but also I don't know, like that that is possible, right? If you if you don't communicate with people and just kind of create your own reality, like something like that could happen. So mm-hmm. yeah. um I won't say anything else. I'll I'll let you guys dive in. Yeah. Lee, what you think of the movie? Uh yeah, overall I, I enjoyed it. Um yeah, I, I agree with the with Spark. Yeah, the CGI in this the just the, the visual effects in general and the locations and stuff like that, everything looks great. Um. Yeah, the I, I actually I liked 
kind of the end result of his journey um in that you know it, it i don't want to say it subverted expectations but like i wasn't expecting that to happen but once it did it made sense mm-hmm. um and i'm kind of glad that they went with that i'm a little less on board with um i guess the the very finale uh of it mm-hmm. um it, it wraps up a little too neatly for me Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? It's a it's a feel good movie, so I can I can give it a pass on that. Um, and and I I loved the dog in that. The oh movie. yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I yeah I was I'm a little sad we didn't find out a little bit more because uh, I made a big deal about about the the dog with the with the dress. Um, hopefully I'm not ruining that, but I, I wish they, they we actually had a little closure on that, but we really didn't. But that's okay because the dog didn't die, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kate, did you watch the movie at all? Yes, I did. What'd you think? The dog stole the show. What can I say? <laughs> I was looking for it the entire time. Like, the entire time, um, Dylan O'Brien was, like, in Amy's camp. I was like, you yelled at the dog. Now where is it? Like, hello? <laughs> like, go find it. Like, <laughs> And then he, he just showed up. And I was like, oh, my God. This dog can just survive the apocalypse on his own. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need you. But he's he's saving you time and time again. And I think that that's beautiful. And, like, yeah. I just, I love the dog. I also... I liked that he encouraged others to like go on the surface and like reclaim their world and everything, but like him and Amy, I was like, okay, he she doesn't want you, and then suddenly she does, and I'm like, hello, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like I I get that they like fought a deadly monster and they survived and everything, but still, it's a bit. I don't know. But I guess it's a whole point of a romantic movie. So. There you go. I did like that they were, like, the whole time, you know, he's just kind of going around, finds this chick, and then she's like, all right, cool, I'm going to go up. And they're like, oh, so much for that. But it was very realistic, I guess, in a way, that they've got their things to do. So. I was I was not totally upset with that ending. I was like, mm. I really liked Minnow, the character, like the little girl. Little girl, yeah, yeah. She was She's fun. so cute and so tough and just amazing. Yeah, Michael Rooker was great in this too. Mm-hmm. Clyde. They kept yeah. saying not both, which, like, <laughs> was so funny. Like, their advice, like, saved him while he was, like, going through the venomous state. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I'm looking it up, too. This movie only made $1.1 million on a $30 million budget. <laughs> oh, my God. What? That's, I mean, I had never heard of it. That's insane. That's terrible. That's awful. That's <laughs> like, dude. Didn't even make its money back. Although to be fair, it came out like during pandemic times, but still. 
yeah, I was going to say, it looks like it, it did a very, very limited release. That's that's not good. So that I guess sucks. Yeah, it does. No sequel, I guess. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a, a 94%. Yeah, it's okay. it's a good like I think yeah that has to be I mean good movies do poorly and bad movies do incredible all the time so whatever mm. but this I felt like this has the stuff like this has the stuff to yeah I think it has the potential for a sequel but it's obviously not gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah 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 I'm, this... I'm... oh go ahead. I was just gonna say I I could definitely see if not a sequel like a series like a mm-hmm. like a a TV series. Yeah, I'd watch that. I know it was on Netflix internationally. That's where we watched it, and uh, I could see this as like a Netflix series. Why not? Why not? With all the um, stuff they put out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Know. I I do like how they like kind of meshed all the genres together too. Like it realistically when you're making a movie like there is a few genres that you're going to dabble in and it just makes sense logistically that like that's just how movies are made nowadays like there are different genres and that's just how you know movie making works so i actually kind of liked how they kind of leaned into the different genres quite a bit throughout the movie worked pretty well i was a fan yeah what would you all give this a score of? Um, I'll I... keep going. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Kate. I think I'd give it an 8.5. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> okay, short and sweet. Yeah. Uh... I'll give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do the same. Uh, Solid 8 for me. Um, I did want to point out really quick. uh, The uh, girlfriend, uh, or ex-girlfriend, whatever she is, love interest, uh, Jessica Henwick, was also in uh, Matrix uh, Resurrections. Yeah, Bugs. Yeah. I didn't know who she was at the time, but then I saw her in Matrix, and I was like, oh, Bugs. Yep. She was also in Star Wars The Force Awakens, that fantastic movie. <laughs> was she in Iron Fist also, or was that a different person and I'm being racist? No, she was in Iron Fist too. Frick yeah, can't cancel me yet. <laughs> Apparently she's also in Knives Out too, so got that oh. to look forward to. There you go. Everybody yeah. is in that movie, dude. Yeah, they'll put me in Knives Out too eventually. Yeah. Get in there. I'll be the murderer. <laughs> um, I'll go. I like. I was gonna go eight five two, uh, but maybe I'll do eight two five. So we have different scores to mix ah. it up. But yeah, <laughs> I like it. I. Uh... Oh, I also want to. She, uh, Kate was uh, the the dog, the centipede scene, which like I won't get into any more than that, or the millipede or whatever. Don't come after me. Uh, zoologist that's probably not who's the right people anyway uh <laughs> that scene like actually made me like i knew i because i didn't know if, if things were going to happen the way i wanted them to so i actually got a, like a little emotional like wait hold on <laughs> go back oh no <laughs> yeah uh, so 
that because uh, I was worried that like that could have been like the motivation to finish this, and I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do it. And then they didn't, and I was like, thank you. Yeah. Also, unrelated to this entirely, but the Bengals won last night, uh, and I know two people care about that, and I'm one of them listening to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, go Bengals, baby! I mean, uh, I mean, I was definitely not rooting for the Raiders, that's for sure. So. I think by default that puts me on the Bengals side. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah, and speaking of football, the Patriots just continue to embarrass everybody that at, even at one point supported them. So there's there's that too. Um, cool. Well, our next week's movie club is Howl's Moving Castle, which you can find. I love it. Love it. Yeah, I love it too. It's 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 a fantastic movie. Can't wait to see it. It's on Netflix here in Canada. Um, HBO Max in the States. Yeah. So. Or my collection. If... Ah, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Go, or, go... or your show. <laughs> go, go to Sparks House and ask yes. if I was copy. Yes. yes. I have a Blu-ray and a DVD. I'm fancy. Ooh. <laughs> Just let everybody know when you're going to do your watch party so they can show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, just maybe, Jeremy Irons might come over so you can watch a DVD copy because he's a big DVD oh. guy. So there you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next week. Bye for now.